And now, weighing in out of the blue corner, Josh the Pong Thompson. 100% And on the other mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy. Well, welcome to everyone. We have a new edition of the Weighing In Podcast, and myself and my partner, Josh Thompson, would like to say we are sorry. Yes, we made a decision <laughs> to try to hold off on our show so we could actually put in the Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul, and it was a huge mistake. We apologize. We were wrong, and we owe you. So that's my apology to you off the start of the show. We did not do our normal of filming right after the UFC because we thought, well, you know what? We want to put it all in there. And it was, as they say, a disaster. Josh, how you doing? I was, you had to wake me up. It was a snooze fest tonight. <laughs> I was like, good God. I'm just glad, I'm glad I didn't, um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't change my plans. I just watched it from my phone, you know, bought it, paid for it, watched it from my phone. I was thinking to myself, look, I was going to like go home and sit in front of the TV and be like, okay, look, I'm dedicate my time to watch this. And I'm like, every fight that went by, I'm like, thank goodness. I didn't spend like, I didn't Good. spend you said, time. You said, thank focusing. goodness. I said, oh my goodness. Uh, it was what look, in I mean, the look, world. Let I'm going to be honest though. Like the, the weekend of fights was just wasn't good. It was the UFC was, there was some good fights in the UFC. I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock it was on the a UFC, whole lot the, better than but, that shit. Joe. But it was a whole lot of better shit than we just saw right now. I mean, it really just came down to a lot of different things. Let's get into the, we'll, we'll talk about it. But first I want to say this though, guys, Hey, we just launched our uh, short clips channel. So you guys, please go to our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button uh, there as well. It's called, uh, what's it called? Weighing in short clips. We call it weighing in shorts. And so go there, hit the subscribe button there as well. We're going to put up a bunch of new stuff up there as well from our show. We have our short clips there. But John and I are actually doing a feature show. We're going to actually headline that clip channel with a short 15-minute show, sometimes maybe 12 to 15 minutes. It'll be a special show that will only go on that channel for you guys for you guys to follow. It's just for fun. It's going to be like basically like a game show style like type uh, show that we're going to specifically do for that channel itself so you guys a better reason to even follow it. But we hope you guys uh, follow that as well. Weighing in short clips. It will be in the description. Podcast Dave, talk to me, Goose. Tell me where the description is. Uh, right below the video right now. It's right there. It's, <laughs> if one of the, it's the first link you'll see, and it'll take you right there, and then you can uh, just watch the clips instead. Yeah, so hit the well. subscribe there, and then uh, hopefully Dave, you guys enjoy those. Uh... Dave, your enthusiasm is remarkable. I, yeah. I mean, you, you were, just, you were lighting the, the microphone up. He's still trying to wake up from the Mayweather-Logan Paul fight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, uh, I know John and I, we were going to be extremely probably critical, um, about the event. We're bad people. About the show, about the fight. Yeah, but I mean, like people are going to like, and I just want to make sure like, look, we, we, we try to talk about all the, all the events, whether it's boxing, whether it's MMA, we try to talk about them all. And you just have to be honest with yourself is that we thought we, we got what we thought we were going to get, to be honest. And maybe even a little bit less, to be honest. And I was texting you. I said, look, it's we're if we're doing comparisons in terms of Triller and, and what just happened tonight, I think they're pretty, pretty equal. I think the quality of production was better because it was on Showtime. Obviously, Showtime had a way better production set up. But the issue is, though, the fights itself, I don't think were much better. And we got we we got we thought we were going to get, you know, and um, we're going to be I'm, I think I think you're going to be honest. I'm going to be pretty honest. Um, Ocho Cinco, he 
did better than I thought he would do, honestly. But then again, we talked about the person he fought. You're giving me that look. He tried he to high-five th- his opponent after getting I knocked know. on his ass with his mouthpiece kind of hanging out. And you go, you can't be mad oh, at him for being Jesus a nice guy, Christ. John. You can't oh, be mad please. at him for being a nice guy. Jesus but the fight Christ. itself, we're, we're, like I honestly was watching it going, man, I've seen better fights at a bar. They could <laughs> not, dude, they could not get to the point no. where they got close enough to actually hit each other. They were no. so far apart. And like, guys, you actually have to kind of get within a range. It's a boxing range. You guys are in a kickboxing range, and you can't fucking kick. What the hell is going on? It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, overall, I mean, I was waiting for one of the big shots to land. You know, yeah. they never really did. They kind of grazed. Off Dude, the balance, one that knocked him down was stuff. complete arm punch. It was, but it was all off balance. Though, too. Exactly. That's my whole point. But it was even the, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. No, I understand. Um. So the Chad and, and Brian Maxwell fight—that's kind of, we, you know, a lot, of, not a lot, not a lot to talk about. The Jared Hurd and uh, Arias fight, not a lot to talk about. It's kind of boring, sleep fest. I thought Arias won though as well. It was close, Arias won. Arias you know, won. he fought a hard fight. I, I, I will give yeah. it to him. That was the only true boxing match that we yeah. really watched. Badu Jack, the guy he was fighting, was just horrible. Yeah, Badu Jack's yeah. a great fighter. I will never take anything. He is a great fighter. He's fun to watch. Who, wherever they found. Mr. Cologne, he needs to Kalina. go Kalina. Kalina, whatever, go back. Yeah. <laughs> go back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you see this, though. You see this all the time, though, John. Like, we're talking about fighters that, like, everyone wants to give Logan Paul and Jake Paul a hard time. Um, mainly, like, Jake, oh, you're fighting wrestlers. You're fighting guys that have never fought. But let's take a look at, like, some of the history of boxing. They've all had like walk through fights their first 10, 15 fights when they yeah. turn pro. True. That's, the, that's that's been the history of boxing. It's true. You look at what was his name? Julio Cesar Chavez uh senior and then junior. Both of them, I mean, Julio Cesar Chavez senior had like a hundred pro boxing matches before he fought anyone, I think, with a winning record. If you go back through no. and listen, like it was no. it was no. close. It no. was close. Come on. It was close. And I'm no. a big ch- I'm I like I like Julio Cesar no. Chavez, the, the dad, not the son. <laughs> So, but he, I mean, it really came. He had a lot of fun. It was like probably he, about close, forty to forty to fifty. It was about it was up. It matches. was up into the twenty subs to thirties. There, there wasn't a whole yeah, lot but of uh, solid twenty. And, but still, twenty and thirty pro fights, but without somebody was Look, really having a Julio pro win, a Chavez really record. Senior had to fight over a hundred fights. Yeah, but he was okay. a dog. He was oh. he was a real man. He, could he go was to a real body. fighter. Yo. Yeah, he was a real fighter though. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We see this all the time. So people want to give these guys a hard time. Like I know they're YouTube stars and I'm not riding this wagon just to be honest. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys I am, but I'm not going to give them that much of a hard time. Look, Jake Paul is going to fight uh, T wood here coming up. I, I'm not saying that T woods a boxer, but what I'm saying though, well, is that not. that's it's a step MMA up. Fight. That's a step up from Ben Askren. Oh, it's that's a, a huge step, step up, up for Askren. Jake. Yeah. Yes. He's and not so fighting the same I, type of guy. No. And you know, and when you look at T Wood, he's fast, he's quick. I know he's 39 years old. He's fast, he's quick, and he's explosive, and he's got a slick right hand. He's good at slipping and, and countering off of it. I mean, that fight to me, like, sure, I think that makes it very interesting. The whole Mayweather and Logan situation we saw tonight, I was never, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't sold on it. It really looked like that whole Drago versus Rocky type situation. It was just like you have Logan that was enormous standing next to Floyd. And Floyd's just like, look, I got way too much to lose. I'm not taking a whole lot of chances. I'm not getting knocked out or touched. And if I get dropped by this guy, I'm like, you know, like everything he I do wasn't going to get over. dropped. 
I understand Come that, on. but why even? But why even take a chance? You know. And I thought in the, in the in the post press conference summed it all up. Like when he did the in he did the in ring interview, it summed it all up. Oh, he was better than I thought. He had a good game plan. He hugged me. He did this. Like he's just someone that you could tell. He's like, I just made a hundred million dollars. Just pay me. I'm out. That's it. That's all he cared about. You know. And it was it was like I didn't take any chances. It's an exhibition. Doesn't go on my record. And I made a ton of money. That's that's all this was. That's you know, and so and that's what we're gonna get. If we do see a Jake Paul versus Mayweather fight, we're gonna get the same thing. Well, I I'll, I'll say a couple things here, and it's the end. First off, like I said, he's gonna have a very hard time. He touched him a couple times, but it hardly touched him that often during the fight. You know, missed him with most of his shots, and and I figured that he's not an easy guy to hit, and he's not an easy guy to hit for a professional boxer. So I will give. Uh, Logan Paul all the credit of hey you went out there and you fought you went out there and you gave it everything you had you were in shape for it you took some good shots he did take some good shots he took some good body shots he took some good shots to the head and he ate them all very well Uh, and he's got he actually in my opinion has something to stand up and go hey I went eight rounds with him right, I did something and he did and absolutely is an athlete and he has some boxing skills he's you know when he's in the corner with his hands down i'm thinking get your damn hands up i don't care if you're what are you doing but his arms are getting heavy i understand but i will give him credit i thought he actually performed above even what i thought he would i thought he would wear out faster because i thought floyd would do exactly what he did march him down which when you're when you're going on your back foot it's exhausting when that pressure is there and you can't catch that breath. If you've ever done it, you know what I'm talking about. It gets you to that point where you just can't catch that air and, and your cardio just starts to, to wane. And when you get hit to the body at times like he was, I thought that he did a great job of getting back to the corner. You could see him stretching his his uh, solar plexus out to try to you know get himself some air and everything. He did a great job. You know, For Floyd, it doesn't do him any good. It doesn't make him look good, I don't think. And the fact that he can't get rid of him, eh, doesn't make you look good. But it's not the end of the world, too. It's the size thing, and he can always, he can always rely on it. And it is it, it it was what we thought it would be. It was a shit show. It just it's not a real fight. It's a you know a guy that was a fantastic boxer who's starting to lose some of that skill as far as the speed's going a little bit. There was little flashes in there. But the speed is starting to go. And that's where you go. It's a good thing that you're fighting Logan Paul and you're not still fighting guys that, you know, are still there. And that's why when you fought Canelo, good move, smart. You got yeah. him then because the speed now, you wouldn't be able to do the same thing. So that's the where end of the story. Do you put, where do you put this fight in comparison to the Connor fight? Like if you had to compare the two, like, hey, Logan's 200 pounds, I get it. Okay, and then you have, you know, you have Connor who, you know, I think they both weighed in around the same weight. I think it was what it was. I can't recall. Anyways, but then you have the two of them. Connor went 10, you know, I believe he, well, he lost in the 10th, correct? You know, um, where do you put that? You know, if you're going to compare the two, I thought that, you know, the Connor fight, Floyd actually, he trained as a fighter for that fight. Now, I'm not saying that Floyd didn't go in the gym and hit the bags and hit mitts and maybe even spar a little bit for this, but he didn't do a lot. He didn't expect a lot. He actually trained for Connor. 
and he had the cardio to push Connor to the point of falling off the cliff. He pushed Connor to that point of breaking as far as physically based upon if when you're in a real fight and you're taking real shots and Connor didn't have the size to lean on Floyd. I thought Floyd did a really nice job of he would, you know, duck under, you know, Floyd became a good wrestler tonight with his duck under. You got to admit because yeah. he duck under many times and came out as Paul was trying to lean on him and put weight on him. And that's a lot of weight. You know, if, if you ever have someone leaning on you, you, you feel that and it does wear you down and, and Floyd handled that very well. Um, but Connor wasn't able to put that type of weight on top of him. And the one thing I will say is, you know, Connor was, you know, I, I went back and watched that fight just, just the other day and Connor was doing good things at times, but the, the, the footwork of a boxer and the blading that he needed for certain aspects of that weren't there. And he ended up squaring up too much at times. And that squaring up made him eat shots that he ate and he ate pretty hard and that wore him out. Yeah. I was just trying to do the comparison on like who you thought had a better performance. And I would agree though, though, too, that Connor had a better performance in terms of what you got was a a more legit Floyd Mayweather at the time. Yeah. A little bit more, I wouldn't say in his prime, but a little bit more in his prime and a little bit more like he felt like he like, I think he took it serious. Well, I think he took it. It was a true boxing match because it, it was going on his record. Yeah, this one, um, I think he was just concerned in overall of like, hey, as long as I don't take a hard, clean shot and get shot to my butt to embarrass myself, that's it. I'm just going to go out there, collect my check, and move on. Yep. And that's that's what concerns me a little bit because when I, I said the same thing about Triller, and I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say something similar. I feel like these events, they are going to be the they're going to be they are starting the death of boxing. They could they These could help towards the demise. Yes. And this is and this is a it's it's sad because I know that you and I both we both love watch bo- we both love watching boxing. We both love the sport itself. And I think a lot of people at home are going like, damn, like this is this all oh, this is fun. But guess what? This will be fun for like a year, maybe two, and then after that, it's gonna be done. Like you're gonna start going back going, Hey, what happened to boxing? Oh, it turned into a freak show. It turned into you know, like YouTube guys versus, you know, this famous guy. I mean, really, we saw that already with like, remember when the stars used to fight each other? I don't even Yeah, they had called. celebrity boxing. Yeah, celebrity boxing. That's, I mean, they that's actually really, asked me to really, do it. Yeah. If I, you really I, think about it, this is what it is. They wanted me to fight Lou Ferrigno. I said, absolutely. And then <laughs> never happened. I was very disappointed. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, this is this is kind of, you know, we're treading down that path a little bit, John, and it's, it's the potential. I think it's leading into potentially killing a sport that is already flailing about right now, you know? And so I don't know. It's, it, I know there, don't be wrong. There's great boxers out there, but they're not getting the attention that these guys are getting. And that's, what's going to, that's, what's but, leading to like killing the sport itself. But one of the things they need to, to do is you got to learn from these situations. You have to learn. Okay. What is Logan Paul doing? What is Jake Paul doing? How are they getting these, these eyeballs on him? And again, we talk all the time with fighters and we tell them, look, don't sit there and expect your promotion, be it the UFC, be it Bellator, be it one, to be the people that just market you. You are a business unto yourself and you need to start marketing yourself and you need to start bringing about an interest 
in when you fight. You need to bring the eyeballs. You bring the eyeballs, the money will come. I don't care who you fight for. You do that, and then you bring along your promotion, oh, I absolutely guarantee you're going to make the money. But this is what they've got to learn. You can't just fight. You want to be a business, fighting is part of your business. But the marketing is also part of that, that business, and you've got to do both. Yeah, what happens is, um, I feel this way with MMA guys, is that they really believe that 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 they think their fighting is going to go ahead and make them a superstar. Yeah. And it's not the way. Like, you are a brand. Everything you say or everything you post on your social media, like in, I, in podcast, Dave and I have, we've had this conversation a couple times. I really, towards the end of my career is when Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter started taking off. So the, my subscribers, whatever it was, or my followers for social media didn't get to the point where you see now. Dude, I, you think, have, I, think, like, you, I think your career was ending with MySpace. Yeah, pretty much. It was pretty much around that time. Yeah. Yeah. I was learning how to code at that time too, by the way. There you go. There you go. But you don't understand what I'm saying? Like it's like that this generation now, it's all about building your 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 subscriptions or your followers or whatever it is. You're building your brand. You are a brand. And that's what's funny is we talked about this uh what a week or two ago and we said, um, what do you mean you don't have you, you don't know anything about business? Bullshit. You've got a PhD yep. in fucking all this stuff. You do. You just have to understand you've got to surround yourself with people that will help you grow in these certain areas as well once you're done fighting. And that's that's kind of where we're at right now is you guys are talking about like how did Logan Paul and how did Jake uh Paul get to these positions? I mean, don't get me wrong. They like they act like idiots on social media or on YouTube or whatever it is. I understand that. Maybe don't do that. If you don't want to, if you're not comfortable doing that, don't sell yourself that way. But to and just to give an example, someone like someone like uh Someone like Brendan Schaub, he started his shows. He started talking passionately about what he what he likes to talk passionately about, whether it's clothes, whether it's shoes, whether it's, you know, let's not podcast, even talk about Brendan Schaub's clothes because yeah. his clothes, <laughs> dude, if he is passionate about clothes, and I, and oh, I love man. you, Brendan. I'm sorry, but I, I don't I don't get it. Uh, a, a salmon pink colored jacket with leopard looking type pants. I don't know what they were. And a, the white T-shirt was awesome, dude. <laughs> Loved it. Fantastic. Wear that son uh, bitch again. It was great. Oh, man. But my point <laughs> is, is that, like, you take somebody, like, I, I take Brandon as an example, is that he just started talking about things that he was passionate about. He developed yeah. a following. He doesn't act like an idiot. You know, he started doing comedy and doing stuff like that, whatever it was. That was, like, his outlet, I think. But it helped bring him in a lot more attention. You know, and he's got a successful career now doing podcasts. I've talked to him several times. And he times deserves about, it. You know? Yeah, he deserves it. And I, I appreciate the fact that like he left the sport and was like, look, I'm not just going to sit here and feel sorry for myself. Like I have nothing else to do. I have things that I'm passionate about, whether it's shoes, clothes, whatever it is, t-shirts, whatever it is, his hair, it doesn't matter. But he, he was, he was passionate about it. He went out there and he started talking about it and it grew and the subscriptions grew and everything else grew for him and his paychecks grew as well. So if you're, if you're one of those people that are a fighter that think that your fighting is going to speak for itself, it's not going to happen that way. You've got to be more involved in your community. You've got to be more involved on social media. You've got to be more involved in just everything. You can't just sit back thinking it's going to come to you. And if you sit back and think that your promotion is going to do it for you, you're absolutely wrong. Has it will it won't happen that way. It doesn't matter what promotion you are, it will not happen that way. And so those are things that if you want to take something out of those guys' book, 
you know, take a look at what, how they promote themselves, videos they do. And maybe it seems ridiculous. I'm not saying you need to, you need to stretch yourself like that, but you should start trying to be more like do more creative ideas in those scenarios and situations. Yeah. You do, do exactly what like you're saying, Brendan, find the things that you're passionate about yep. and talk about them, put them out there, show people what you do. There's, there's a lot of other people that aren't that passionate or care about fighting that will care about those other things that you do. If you're just bringing those people on board. Yeah. Let's right, talk about enough. fighting, real fighting. Let's go to the UFC. Please. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> oh, man. All right, scroll down a little bit there. Jarzinho Rosenstrike versus Augusto Sakai. Ended Is right that... at the end of the first round. I was not. Yeah, was... We want to talk about first? Yeah. You want to talk about that one first? Yeah, okay. you got to because I'm not. Look, I don't want to talk about my favorite things first because then I got to go to the other things that are. And this is definitely not my favorite. Because it just wasn't that good. All right. Um, Rosenstruck, I thought he did. Look, all he's got to do, John, is pull the trigger. He's got to stop going backwards. <laughs> he I did. He's just got to pull. If he yes. just pulls the trigger. If he just pulls the trigger, like, it, it just see, it didn't even seem like his punches landed. Next, you know, Sakai's like looking up at the lights going, what the hell? How did I end up here? the one that put him down. You look and you go. It didn't look like it landed that well, no, but no. obviously it hurt him, and so yeah. obviously it had power behind it. But what, the one that he hit him on the ground with, well, that put yeah. him out. He, he went yeah, out. But, nasty. I mean, you looked at He started off, and again, he was allowing Sakai to come in. He would back up, and I would go, what are you doing? And then he got away from it, and he started going forward, and the fight changed. The entire, just the the complexity and the way the fight was taking place and where it was taking place it started to change. He wasn't cutting off the cage the way I think he should have at times, but at least he was taking those steps that made Sakai go up. Oh, I can't do that. And had to change direction. And, and sometimes Jarzinho was throwing off of it. The more he throws his hands, the more successful he's going to be. He's just got to yep. throw exactly like you said. He's got to throw more because he's looking yeah, for he that one perfect shot. Cause he has that power. He can put someone out with that one shot. The problem is, though, is that there's been fighters in the past, they fall in love with their power, and they end up fighting fights like this, and they, they lose close decisions, and then they start going from being ranked 2 and 3 yeah. to all of a sudden now they're ranked like 11 and 12, and they start fighting the younger guys who are coming up that are hungry and thirsty, and then just push them eventually out of the whole ranking system. So what he's got to do is just start throwing. And if you, Look, if you know you have that kind of power, start throwing in combinations of 3s and 4s. If oh. I graze you, your shit's going down. That's yeah. what it looked like tonight. He barely touched him. And I was like, God, he's on his back. What the hell just happened? You know, and it's typical heavyweight, though, to wait to the last 10 seconds to start throwing down. <laughs> Let me see if I can steal the round the last that 10 way seconds. Can, that way you can get some air, man. That's why. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll yeah. get 60 seconds worth of air. I'll be good. Yeah, but he, it, it, look, when, he, when he turned it on, it was fast. It was violent. Yeah. And it was effective. I give him credit. Great job. It's just I want to see him throw his hands more. He's yep. just got to have no, more No, he's output. nasty. He's good. He's got power. He's nasty. Like, he's explosive, too, when he wants to be. It's just a matter of if he wants to let it go. It felt like he doesn't want to take chances sometimes. You've got to take chances. It's not even so much taking chances. You just have to throw and be productive. And if he does that, he, we saw tonight, he doesn't have to hit you clean. He yeah. can put you out. So just a little bit more activity. And I think not only that, but that's going to go a long way in terms of, like, you selling shows. Like, honestly, we talked about this this week. He said, ah, you know, like, you want to film Saturday? I was like, ah, let's see how the card goes. <laughs> we started getting to the card. We're like, 
let's wait till after the Floyd and Logan fight. We'll do it all in one show. You know what I mean? Like it was the card was okay. There were some fights that stood out, but the you know it was like this. This is not one of those main events where you're like, okay, I got to sit home and watch it. And so it was it was a it was a tough situation to be in. But I thought honestly, he did what he had to do. He needed this because he hasn't looked great lately, and uh, it was good for him. Biggie boy got it done. Biggie boy, I like Biggie boy. I really do. I I and I actually like to watch him fight because i expect something explosive to happen he's just yeah. got that you know, that whole you know very quiet calm demeanor and just waiting and all of a sudden boom and you go and that's kind of what happened with sky because i didn't i looked at it, i went you know, i saw him going down and i saw him, i saw him go out when he was on the ground and then when they played the replay back i went well that didn't hit him as hard as i thought it did yeah. you know so yeah but uh marcy tarbura he just keeps coming through man I what, I think he's, got the, he, he's got the active most active winning streak i think right now in the heavyweight division six wins i think five or six wins and then you've got walt harris came out on the end <sighs> you know and look he looked good he looked i thought he was looking good i felt like his conditioning cardio was bet on point he just needs i think he like and i kind of what usman did when he went to uh elevation with uh, Trevor Whitman, I think he needs to go to a location that like specifically works with him and just spends time with him because he needs, he needs that little bit of like one-on-one attention. And then I mean, everything from cardio to weight training to his activity, as far as sparring and and mitt work and technique, he needs that because, and I, I, you and I were texting uh, a little bit earlier today. I was like, look, I really still believe, even though I know he's coming off what two or three losses in a row, I think it's three. Yeah, like it is three. He still has. I think he still has a chance of potentially being a champion. He's got tons of talent. Yeah. He just needs. He just needs. I think that one-on-one attention. If he's listening to this, I hope he is. Like he just needs a little bit of that one-on-one attention. If he gets that one-on-one attention, I think he can end up growing to be in, at least in that top three to five, you know, uh, ranking system. I, I, on our last show when we talked about this fight, I I looked and I said, I don't think it's a good fight for him. And, and the reason I don't think it's a good fight for him is Walt tends to make mistakes in the fight. He, he's, he's a fast finisher. He hurts guys and he finishes them fast. But when he doesn't finish them, then things start to come apart because he overextends. He gets out of position. He, he does things. He did it again last night with Marcin Tabura. And that's how Tabura ended up taking him down. And then the fight just changed. And you look and you go, I, I totally agree with you. But he did change camps. He went to Extreme Couture. He was working yeah. with guys there. He worked with Eric Nipsick. I saw Eric in the corner. I think it's a great place for him to be. He's just going to have to. And we talked about this all the time. And when you first change a camp, it's not, it, things just, you know, there's a lot there. And it takes time for you to really yeah. start to get what they're trying to show you and to be comfortable in these situations and not to, you know, have these situations where all of a sudden you're making that same mistake again and now you're swimming upstream trying to get back and it just didn't happen for him. I, I said, you know, the last week, I don't care if he loses, I still would like to watch him fight because yeah. he is that super athletic big guy. And sometimes big guys aren't that athletic. You know, it's not easy to fluidly move a lot of body weight. And he can, he's got power. But he needs to he needs to really work on the full game. And he's got to definitely work on, 
you know, just the simple aspects that are going to make him not end up in bad positions at times that he's ending up in where he's losing the fights. And it's just little well, things. Yeah, and I'll give you one of those little things. As a heavyweight, it takes a ton of energy to throw head kicks. Yeah, He threw four or five of them in the first round. And that's my thing. It's like you have to learn. When we're talking to you guys, when we're talking fight IQ, that is not a good fight IQ. Understanding that head kicks, to throw a head kick, it takes a ton of energy, especially if you're a heavyweight, lifting that 90-pound leg up to get to someone's head. And if it doesn't land, it doesn't do damage, it doesn't get there, what's the point? And so he started throwing those, and and it's a, it's a hard as a heavyweight to throw kicks, period, like to do it and be active with it. And, and it's a lot of energy that goes out, plus you leave yourself off balance to be taken down. And if we've all seen, like, majority of the heavyweights, once they, once they hit their back, they're like a fucking turtle on that, their that's, back. That's how he, they're just, that's they're how down he went there to the, the rest of the round. That's how he went to the ground, was off of the kick. Yeah, it was off the kick. And, and that's the thing. It's like once you get to the ground, it's like, okay. And then I've said this. It doesn't matter if you're a lightweight or if you're a heavyweight. When you get to the turtle position, that's not a place to rest. Oh, it's, it's a place, never to, get a place up. to rest. That's the place. Like, Work. There was moments there when he turned to the turtle. Stand up. Don't put your head to the canvas. You learn that first day like in wrestling. Keep your forehead off the mat. If your forehead's on the mat, you're getting fucking worked. And that was the issue. As soon as he put his forehead on the mat, on the canvas there, he started getting worked. He let uh, Tabura put in the hooks, started getting heavy on him, and he just started putting his weight on him. Now you're carrying it. It's harder to get up. There's a ton of things I could complain about. But the overall, though, is that I see the talent. That's the thing. You see it. You see it in him. You see the speed. I see the he's got accuracy. Like, his conditioning seemed better tonight. I know it wasn't his night, but I'm simply saying, like, his conditioning seemed better tonight. And um, he had moments. You know, he almost got him out of there in the first, what, minute and a half, two minutes. Hurt him bad. Yeah, he hurt him. And so there was moments where he's always had moments. A little too excited when when he... like inside, you can be excited. On the outside, you don't start go- getting crazy and going wild. Slow down, pick your shots. Yeah. You have him hurt, you know. And it, these are just, these are the things that I think that he's going to learn how to deal with better, being where he's at with the people he's with, and just give him time. I think we're going to see a win streak coming from Walt Harris. I hope so. I yeah, hope so. so do I. I mean, but Marcin Tabura yeah, needs one. You got to give it to him, dude. Good stuff. That, that is one tough Polishman, man. That dude, he's got no quit in him. He is tough as hell. That's five wins in a row in the heavyweight division. Who do you put him up against next? I mean, Dave, can you pull up the rankings? Sorry, guys. I have really bad allergies right now in California. It's horrible. <laughs> and just my face is swollen. My whole, I feel like my whole face is just like pushing out of my forehead. Uh, I mean, you've got him at, what, 11 right now? He's going to jump up to probably eight where Walt Harris was. I mean. His last loss was to Sakai. I would like to see him fight Volkov, to be honest. That's who I would like to see him fight. I think that would be a good fight, but Volkov's got a fight coming up. Yeah, I would say Volkov. Where is, um, whatever happened to the guy that played football? Dan Hardy. Was it Dan Hardy? Greg Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy, there you go. Whatever (laughs) happened to him? He's still there. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan. I did not mean to do that to you. Oh, man. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, brother. A little uh, size difference yeah. right there. Yeah. Just a little size Whatever difference. happened to him? He's there. You know. Yeah, he lost to... He's uh, not in the rankings, but... Didn't he just lose to Tybura before that, right? He Tybura lost to Tybura. That's that. one of, he's yeah, one he of Tybura's win streaks. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Yep. Good stuff, man. I mean, I think I think Tybur is he's on his way up. I think obviously, but I'd like to see him fight Volkov. If not Volkov, I mean, might as well have him fight Rosenstruck. I think the Rosenstruck fight though is going to be a hard fight for him because we saw tonight he took some shots. You know, he got rocked a little bit by yep. Walt. Yep. And if Rosenstruck gets you, man, it's whew, it can waking you up. There's a little bit so, of power behind it. Yeah, big power difference there. Uh, what else you got there for us? I mean, obviously the fight. To me, I felt like the fight of the whole card, and I think everyone on the thing was talking about was Baez versus uh, Ponsonibio. What you saw tonight was a dog. What you saw was a dog. You just saw the veteran style of fighter realizing how to get it done. Just walk you down, figure it out, stick the jab in your face. You want to start kicking me? I'm going to start kicking you. You're gonna have, you're gonna feel the same pain I'm feeling, and it's just that's what I never understood. When someone's kicking you in the calf or someone's kicking, leg kicking you and it's working, why don't fighters go right back to that against their opponent? The person's kicking you. Start kicking them yeah. and and see how they like it. And within probably within a couple strikes, they'll start slowing down on the kicks to you. It just happens <laughs> that way. Like if you see someone do something to you and it's working and you do it back to them, like, okay, all right, I can't take many more of these. You know what I mean? Because they think obviously that things are going in their direction. I remember like in training, I would do, there would be things like that that would happen. We said, when the, when the calf kick first started coming around, I started doing it to guys and it was working. It was, I was having success with it. I was like, yeah, this is great. Guys were like, Hey, Hey, dial it up, dial it back, man. My fights in like four weeks, I won't be able to walk. But then one of them one day kicked me back and I'm like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not kicking you anymore. As soon as he kicked me, I was like, all right, I'm not kicking you back in the calf anymore. Like, you just don't, you don't want to deal with that. Like if you kick two or three good times and I kick you back, you kick me back. Yeah. No, thanks, man. No, thanks. But I thought, um, you know who, uh, Miguel Baez reminds me of Baez or whatever. He reminds me of, he reminds me of, um, the one that just beat Chandler Oliveira. Oliveira. Yeah, just the style, the way he stands, kind of the length of the way his body style is, I think. He kind of keeps his guard up high. He, you know, he has some good kicks. He's good He's good on the ground. We didn't see a whole lot of his ground tonight, but, I mean, he's good on the ground as well. He's not Oliveira's level of ground, I don't think, but he's still pretty good. He's, um, he's a black belt. F- he's good. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. But, I mean, like, Oliveira to me is like that world champion. Yes, like, world class. You know what I mean? So, but, um, but I thought he has a very similar style to him. And I also look at him, too, and I'm like, he reminds me of a young Oliveira, someone who hasn't fully grown into his himself yet. He doesn't really he doesn't understand how good he is just yet. I think Oliveira right now is he's realized like this is I'm I'm he's the one of the best, if not the best right now, you know, in that division. So I think I think over time, this was his first loss, I loss, I believe, right? Yeah. Miguel Baez's first loss, and he was undefeated up until today. Um, but Ponsonibio showed that he was a dog. He showed the veteran spirit in there. He just showed like, hey, I'm going to keep walking you down. I'm going to keep touching you with my jab, keep hitting you, and keep keep getting to work. And he just walked down the young guy. And when you've never, when you've never felt a loss, you don't, real, you don't realize what that's like. You think you're just going to get it. And it, it didn't happen. And Ponsonibio was like, nah, this ain't going to happen like this. And he started changing the game as it went. That jab started working for him in that second round. Completely. And the rest of the fight was after. it was. He just started putting things together after that. Well, it comes to that point, and this is the way I look at it. Look, at that first round, Baeza was putting it on Ponsonibio. Yeah. He was just landing clean. The, the leg kicks were hard. They were clean. The shots that he was throwing were clean. He was putting it on him. That was definitely his first round. And this is where 
when you have a veteran fighter and you know Santiago has definitely been you know in a lot of fights now his last one didn't go well for him he had one of those nights where you look and you go nothing worked for him timing was off distance and range were off the ability to slip was off he's getting hit by things that he normally he's able to slip and come away and rip you know a shot back just nothing worked for him and I think he was in that same position where he was starting to feel, God damn, it's happening again. And this is where you see a guy, and this is where warriors are made. You see exactly what they are made of. They go out and they say, I am hurting. You're hurting me, and because you're hurting me, I'm just going to have to hurt you more. And yes, you can, you can, you can still hurt me. I'm going to put myself in positions where you're going to be able to still touch me but I'm not going to let it affect me and I'm just going to make you pay to the point where I break you with my will. Yes, you're tough. Yes, you're good. And I'm going to show you that my toughness and my will is going to overcome yours. And that's really what you saw in this fight. You saw Santiago Ponzinibbio just say, I refuse to lose this fight. I refuse to allow you to get a win against me I'm not going to let that happen. In fact, I'm going to do everything within my power to the point where I will, I will fall down and die in this cage to get this win. And that's what, in the end, that's what Baeza was up against, in my opinion. And that's what I saw out of Ponzinibbio. And I, I loved, you know, the fact that he just bit down and said, all right, I'm just going to throw everything that I have and make you pay for this fight. And that's how he got the win. I loved it. What I don't get, though, is Ponsonibo is known for his boxing. Like, he's someone that walks you down, throws heavy yeah. hands, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, man, his kicks tonight were, were, when he threw, they were hard. I'm like, what do you, how bend, do you not use these every fight? that leg over, man. You saw a couple times Baeza was getting you know, off balance by just the power of the kick. Yeah. You know? Damn. Yeah, and I, I was I was shocked I was shocked that he wasn't throwing it more. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm not saying like throw it every time, but you've got to th- you got to throw it a little bit more consistently, especially th- after your punches. Throw your jab, boom. Come back with your left hook, right hand. Hide and it boom. behind the hide the kick behind the hands. Hide it behind the hands because yeah. when he threw it, I was oh. he was folding them over. I'm like, what is going on? This yeah. is it was a little bit of that. Like I was saying a second ago is. When someone's landing leg kicks on you, throw it right back and see if they like it. And odds are they're going to stop throwing it as much. Because he started going to that calf kick as well, and he was having success with it. He just didn't do it as much as he should have, which would have changed the game, I think, as well. He still got the win. It was a great fight. Great fight. It was obviously the fight that stole the the night. Um, I thought they did a great job. Uh, But I I really think when you and I were talking about it, I said it really came down to you have that old grizzled veteran who's like, look, I ain't going out like this. You know, I'm not letting this young buck come through here right now and do this to me. And he just went out there and he just, he found a way to win. Yeah. Cause nothing he was doing in that first round, John was working for him. Oh. And he started touching with the jab and then he threw a couple kicks. Then he started touching with the jab and then he followed back up with the left hook and the right hand. The right hand never really landed clean. It was more of the jab and the left hook. Cause Baeza would kept that, that left hand up. So the right hand never landed clean. He did a good job of that all night. He did a great job of that. But that straight jab and that left hook was there. That thing was there all night. And then he followed it up with the kick. He had success. And that's why. That's eventually why I think he got the win. I, I was actually texting with an employee of, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the UFC, during the fight. And he's saying, he goes, he says, well, who do you think is going to win this one? I said, I think 
I think uh, Ponzinibbio is just too uh, too much experience right now for Baez. I said Baez is good, but yeah. he's too much experience. So after the first round, he's texting me back going, I think you're wrong. Nah. <laughs> so I was like, man, I'll tell you what, man. I, I, he's, I'm, I'm shocked by that. But And then the second round, you know, and so I go, well, it's tied now, right? So it gets to the end, yeah. and he goes, he goes, who do you have winning? I go, look, Ponzinibbio won that fight. I yeah. said, I'm, you know, I, I, it was a great fight. And uh, those guys, I said, boy, you, you guys better be giving those sons of bitches the fight of the night because they deserve yeah. it. So, yeah, whoever that whoever that UFC employee is, just be thankful John didn't mention your name because you'd be unemployed by tomorrow. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why I didn't just, do it, dude. Just want to throw that this out. This could be there, one of guys. any. Those are the kind of friends you guys want to have. See, that's what you want, right? Cover them. Oh, I love it. That's funny. Um, what other fights on there did you like? I mean, honestly, I I didn't get too much into the rest I, of them. Like, I really wasn't overly impressed. I, with the I really fight. enjoyed Gregory Rodriguez against Dusko. I thought this is the type of fight where you're watching a guy in Rodriguez coming in who he's got an opportunity, and it was more of just i don't want to say it wasn't obviously wasn't experienced in the ufc but the difference between an older man and a younger man okay yeah. an older man who's not past his prime and a younger man who hasn't reached that prime because i do think that dusko is the more talented fighter i think he made a lot of mistakes in that fight based upon youth he's explosive he's good but i think he need you know this fight was a great fight for him to learn something off of you know, and you, you you do that when you're coming up and you start facing guys. You know, this is where, you know, when you come out of high school and you go into college sports, there's a huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference of, you know, the guys that you're competing against because they're, they're more, they're closer to being that man than, than you are at that 17 or 18 when you get there. And then there's that next level up, you know, out of college into pro. And that's what I thought. I think you kind of saw in that fight. I think Dusko is going to be a better fighter for it. The other fight that I really thought, you know, great performance was, you know, Montana De La Rosa. She yeah. just looked, she looked good. You know, and we've seen her in fights, you know, in the past where she's had some problems and man, she, she pulled, put it all together and she looked great in that fight against a really good fighter. In my opinion, Lipsky. So. See, I'm going to go back to Dusko. And I'm going to tell you that I feel like, yeah, sure, he's young. I think he's got a lot of talent, but he's littered with with um, bad technique. You know, he leans back a lot. He yeah. moves out of the way and dips back a lot. And when he does, he does dip back. He puts his hands down. I mean, you start me you start meshing you got these guys with guys like a like a Ponsonibio or something like that. He's gonna walk you down with boxing. Well, he's gonna he's gonna knock you the fuck out. <laughs> like that's the problem. Like I know at a young age. You just can't like Baez would have would have touched him so many times and been done. Like I'm just saying in, the, in those terms, you have to remember that I know you're young, but you need to fix it at this time. Yeah. Like you're you're in the UFC already. Like you're oh, it's only going to get harder as you go. If you don't start taking it, yeah, it's going to get worse. So yeah. if you don't start fixing these problems now, you're going to have a hard time getting to that top group of fighters, especially in that top four or five. They're going to start touching you and finding that chin. I mean, you took some clean, hard shots because of your youth tonight. He gets up there at age a little bit more where he's in his prime. You start getting knocked out because you're leaning back and, and not without your hands up. 
It can have a short career and it can all happen. And this is the biggest thing. People don't, you don't know when your chin's going to go. You can get knocked out one time and it can be gone. Or you can get knocked out 10 times and it doesn't go. I mean, we've seen it in fighters. You know, we've seen it like, uh, what's it called? Alistair, he went through a phase where he was getting knocked out all the time. Then he started grappling more, started wrestling more, all those. Changed his style. One of, yeah, one of, my, one of my good buddies, Chuck Liddell, same thing. He was had a granite chin for his whole career. And then one day it just got shut off. You know, and he hasn't, you know, it's like th- those, you don't know when it's going to happen. You think you have it, you think you have it. And then it's gone. And it's nothing that you can, there's nothing you can do about it. And that's the problem. So at a young age, you need to start fixing those tech, those techniques. That's the one thing that I loved uh, about um, Andre Ward. When his dad walked him into Virgil's gym and said, hey, I want my son to be a boxer, but I don't want him to get hit. That's as, as, a, as, a, as a coach, you're like, okay, your, kid, your kid's going to work nothing but defense, head movement, defense, and just being slick. And that's, that's, that's one, probably one of the biggest reasons why Andre Ward can still have a conversation. You know what I mean? And well, I think I'll, MMA guys, they got to start having those kind of conversations with their coaches. Yeah. It's not always about delivering the power as much as it is about making them miss and then delivering the power. A lot of times fathers take their, their, their kids, be it boy or girl into a gym. And it's not so much, they want them to learn. I want, I want them to learn how to wrestle. I want them to learn how to box. I want them to be tough. It's not about being tough. Nope. It's about being good. Yeah. That's all it is. If you're if you're technically sound, if you're good. You don't have to worry be about tough. being tough. Well, if you're you good, you'll be to tough because you're tough, tough to beat. Yeah. 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 If that's the biggest thing. If you're technically sound, you don't have to worry about how tough you are. Exactly. I mean, and let's just and let's just be honest. And I'll, I'll give another guy, uh, uh, Khabib and GSP. GSP to me, I think he I don't think he was one of the most I don't think he was one of the most mentally strong fighters. He lacked probably the mental strength, but he was a technician, so he never really had to find out what that was like. He did it against Matt Hughes, and then he did a little bit, I think in the first, was it the first BJ fight? He tried to quit in the stool between rounds, and then his corner made him go back out there, and he ended up winning the fight. Yep. But that was, that was one of those things. He tried to quit in between rounds. I want to say it was after the first round, he went back. He's like, no, nah, I'm done. He said, 58. Like, you hear him saying yeah. he, yeah. he was done. His corner made him go back out there, and he ended up finding finding a way to win yeah. because his technique and that size was was beneficial. It worked for him. His technique is on point. GSP's technique, uh, Khabib's, same thing. They never find out what it's like to have to be tough because they've never been pushed to that brink. Very rarely have they. And so when they've had to dig down, they hadn't had to, they haven't had to dig down as much because their technique gets them through it. And so when you have your kids and kids or anybody that walk into a gym. You want your kids to be a technician because then they won't have to worry about being tough because they'll dominate every position that they're ever put in. So then they don't have to worry. It's fun for them. Like, oh, you think you got this? I got the next move. They're already three and four steps ahead. They're not worried about having to be tough. That's the biggest thing. That's it. Um, good stuff. I mean, other than that, I thought I thought De La Rosa fought. She fought a great fight, and I really like Lipsky as well, but um, it just wasn't her night, man. De La Rosa just came out. Good game plan. Got on top. Just that heavy pressure. Had that wrestling pressure. Was nice. Got to the top. Just no answer. Good performance. Dominant performance. Um, you know, the other fight, the Americani and Kirk fight, it was a good fight. Could have been a little bit more output, you know, but it was a good fight. I would have liked to have seen more because they were both very good. I thought Kirk won as well. Great performance. I, I believe it was his debut, correct? It was. He had a great, yeah, great debut. Americani's tough as hell. You know, good fight. Um, overall, uh, the the one fight that I'm going <laughs> to, John, you and I were 
texted. I said, man, this fucking thing reminds me of the Al Joe and Peter Yawn fight. Alan Patrick quit on basically just, just like, all right, I'm out. I'm taking the easy way out. It reminded me of Al Joe. Just being honest, man. Mason Jones, you didn't deserve to have the no contest. You, you were winning that fight. Oh, there was deep. no way. I felt like there was no way you were going to lose that fight. Mason so. Jones was absolutely. You talk about looking at a athletic guy who's explosive in Alan Patrick, throwing a whole lot of techniques, a lot of explosive movements, being beaten by a guy just using basics, being relaxed, yeah. and being smart. And that's what Mason Jones was. And unfortunately, it ended up in a no contest. But uh, Mason Jones looked really good in that fight. How He's much good. further would they have? How much further would they have had to gone had to go for it to go to uh, scorecards? Uh, it would have had to gone out of that round, and the, the third round would have had to have started. So, ah, yeah, they, they, they were a ways from it. So, because that oh, was in the second awesome. round. All right. Well, hey, Dave, let's get into some news, buddy. Um, first, we're going to do weighing in on the odds. All right. We're going to go ahead weighing in on the odds with mybookie.ag. Yeah, go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code weighing in. We've got a bunch of uh, events coming up this weekend as well. But uh, right now, we're going to go ahead and weigh in on the Vittori versus uh, Israel Adesanya fight. And we're going to go down with the odds. So you've got mybookie has them. Uh, Israel at minus 250 over Vittori, who is a plus 195. And John, uh, I'm going to take Izzy. <laughs> wow. I'm going to take Izzy You're at the take 250, the man. Wow, okay, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the dark horse, like you'd like to say with AJ McKee. I'm going to take the dark horse. Uh, okay. Yeah, right. I'm going right. to take Izzy at minus 250. I'll bet 250 to win that money. I'll bet, I'll bet that 250. Yeah, I think Vittoria no, I think Vittori's good. I think he's got the ability to beat Izzy. Um, I think the groundwork for the Yawn fight has kind of been laid out and Vittori knows what he has to do. But can he do it? That's the thing. Can he do that for five rounds? Can he take him down consistently for five rounds? Can can he dominate the top position for five rounds? We saw that Izzy is not that great off of his back. He has a hard time getting back up. He kind of loses focus when he gets to his back. But can he do it? Not a lot of guys at 185 been able to take him down. You know they can't they can't get past the, the they can't get past the length the reach, the kicks the speed the style everything he possesses they can't get past it. I think I think the whole thing that you're looking at with Izzy in the takedown, Izzy isn't taken down until his shoulders are touching the mat. You got to make Izzy's shoulders touch the mat. Once his shoulders touch the mat, now he's not the same guy. If he's in the seated position, if he's got his back on the on the cage, anything like that, he's still not down and he's still feeling comfortable and good. It's when he actually ends up, those that sh shoulder blade is touching that mat, now he's not feeling comfortable and he's not in a position he's he's going to uh, do well in as far as you know in winning the round. I, at, at minus 250, obviously he is the favorite and he should be the favorite. But I do believe that Vittori has a chance against him. I like the fact that Vittori, I love what Vittori said in their little, you know, Michael Bisping uh, interview that Michael didn't get to really interview. They were, they were both going back and forth, you know, not even listening to Michael and stuff. And it was kind of funny as far as, you know, some of the barbs that he was throwing. I want to say that one of the worst outfits I've ever seen worn on TV <laughs> by Marvin Vittori now, except for Brendan Schaub's tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. But, I mean, it was, it was classic. He's sitting, he's sitting on an Italian flag. I thought he was fantastic. I loved everything he did. I loved everything he said. 
I thought he actually kind of got a little bit under the skin of Israel, just a little bit, because Israel's very good at doing that to everybody else. Um, I think he has a chance. And and when I when I look at a guy that, hey, he's got a chance of winning this, you know, that's when I'll look and say, you know, at you know, plus one ninety five, yeah, I would put a hundred dollars down to win two hundred dollars. Kind of like it. That's just the way you got to look at it. If you're going to look at the yeah. over, under, and stuff like that, you can do that. I think. Well, Go ahead. Well, here's the other thing. You guys, you, you have to really take into consideration this. Izzy had never lost until his last fight. That's right. Is he going to be the same guy? Is That's his right. mindset going to be the same? And That's so right. if you're uh, like, I'm not definitely not going to side with John because that never gets me. If right. you're Marvin Vittori, the fact that he's coming off of his first yeah. loss. Yep. That is a good thing for you. Exactly. And knowing how your first fight went with him, like it was a split decision. I mean, sure, it, a majority of people think Izzy won. I don't, I don't think but it, it should was, have been a split. You don't think it should have been a split? Okay, so majority of people think Izzy won regardless of whether it was a split or not. But it was one of those fights where Marvin had some 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 moments in he there. He had some success. You could say yeah. now. He's gotten a lot better now since then as well, but so yep. is Izzy. Obviously, he's the champ. But um, coming off the first loss, how does that play with your mindset? You have, Everyone needs to remember, and we've said this over and over again, fighting is a confidence thing. Most sports are. Okay, So when we're talking sport events, whether it's tennis, whether it's football, basketball, whatever it is, it's a confidence thing. If you're sinking the bucket, right, if you're throwing, you're shooting, and, and you're making them, or if you're able to hit the gaps you know, in football or whatever, you're playing tennis and you're on a roll, it's a confidence thing. The more matches you win, the more confident you get, and the more you think you're unbeatable. And right now, he's coming off of his first loss. And sure, he's like probably thinking to himself, yeah, but I fought up and wait. There's ways that fighters can take this. He can be making excuses for himself. Like, oh, I went up and wait, challenged myself. I didn't get the win, but it's okay. Go back down. But guess what? That young Vittori now is coming up and he's hungry. Yep. He's thirsty, man. He's like, I'm going to eat on this guy. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there. I'm going to finish him. I'm going to put him away. Whereas Izzy's like, oh, I'm going back down to the young kids again. I'm going to go back down to where I was. I'm dominant there. That's a mindset that sometimes champs have put themselves in. They've been doing it for so long. They've had success for so long. He's made people look like they don't belong in there with him. You know, with Paulo Costa, everyone thought like, oh, he's going to just walk him down. Paulo Costa going to walk him down, make him fight from his, you know, on his back foot. That shit didn't happen. You know, and so <laughs> we're over here saying the same shit about Vittori right now because that's what makes this fun. But we don't know what's going to happen. No. We're just saying, I, you know, we're thinking it's going to happen that way. But will it? Will it? I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Look, the favorite is definitely Israel, and I think Israel should be the favorite. If I was gonna say who do I think is gonna win the fight, I'm gonna go with Israel. But if I'm betting and I want to say I'm gonna put two hundred and fifty dollars down, or I'm gonna put a hundred dollars down, I like the fact that I can go to my bookie and put a hundred dollars down and possibly walk away with two hundred dollars of their money. And so yeah. I'll take the chance on an underdog that has the ability to win the fight, and that's what Marvin Vittori has in this fight. And it's not even so much that he has the ability to do it. He's doing it based off of the fact that Izzy is coming off of his first loss. What is the mindset? That changes everything on how you how these betting odds probably came out. Just being honest. Yeah. Uh, John, as much as I, you know, you know, it's like vinegar coming out of my mouth, right? This fucking, I'm probably taking the same thing. I'm probably doing the Vittori bet. <laughs> <laughs> Plus 195, I'm probably taking wow. that bet. Oh man! All right, man. Well, let's uh, let's get into some news there. Podcast, Dave. I can see you got your microphone now, huh? Huh? 
You got your microphone now? You got your microphone? Uh, like, I'm coming through good is what you mean? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, you're speaking Scottish <laughs> and no one can understand you. Yes, yeah, so no one can understand you, though. Oh, man. Voice that you guys always bag on me for. No, you know, I had to come in. <laughs> I had to come in 20 minutes early just so I could get this all set up because now podcast Dave lives in Austin. We're going to have to make some adjustments, man. When we start making more oh, money, I'm forcing you to move again. <laughs> when, when you've only get when you've only got one brain cell it's much harder to oh, things, man. you know what you're giving me John, credit for john's more eight than years one. old and it takes him two minutes to set up <laughs> yeah yeah he's more high tech um, let's get into this so news before i start we reaching this camera and smacking <laughs> you around <laughs> uh, we didn't talk about um it's, you know what's funny is the, dave is the typical social media guy he's gonna talk trash to me now that he lives in austin he forgets that I have a house in Dallas. I'll just drive down from Dallas and just start smacking you around from there, buddy. You're not going to be that uh, far away soon. Anyways, just like, he is, he's the typical guy. He likes He's that guy that likes to chirp on social media. He's going to do it to me now through the damn camera and the microphone. All right. Me. Damn kid. John, you're not approved to give Josh my address off of payroll. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, huh? Call, John and I both I'll have to sign HR. those checks, buddy. <laughs> John and I I'll both signed H- those checks. I'll be calling HR in the morning. Uh, yeah. You know who answers HR? This guy. <laughs> All right. What you got for us? All right. We didn't talk about Jake Paul versus T-Wood. So um, that's, you know, obviously one of the um, newly announced fights. Um, and then uh, more recently, Mayweather had come out and said that he, you know, will be happy to train T-Wood. And T-Wood came out and said that Mayweather's camp already hit him up. And so he's going to, Mayweather's going to help him train for this fight. Hmm. Um, this, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. This fight is obviously a lot more interesting than what we saw, what we saw tonight. And then what we saw from Ben Askren and Jake Paul. Um, I mean, I don't know, John, (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 this is the thing. This is, it's gets into this. Like I look T woods, my boy, I think he's got a great chance. I think he does beat him and I'm not being a Homer. Okay. Like I really believe it depends. I think it depends though too. Is it a is it a six round? Is it an eight round? Is it a ten round? What is it? That makes a difference as well. T Woods carrying around a lot of muscle. Eight rounds. Do a ten round fight. Eight rounds. If it's gonna be eight rounds, is it a real boxing match or is it not a real box? Is what it counts on the record? Match. Is this an exhibition? I mean, what do we call it? No, no, thing? no, no. Look at Got L- it. Logan Paul has did the you know, that whole exhibition thing before. This is a real boxing match that goes on the records. Eight rounds, three minute rounds. So, it's the the one. I'll 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 say it this way. Jake Paul has built this little you know thing, and he's making a lot of money for fighting nobodies. Now he's fighting somebody. You know, and, and when I say nobodies, I'm not saying that Ben Askren is a nobody, but he's a nobody when it comes to boxing. You know, Ben never won a, an MMA fight based upon having hands. He never you know won an MMA. MMA fight based upon being a good striker. Ben was known as a superior wrestler. He used that great wrestling knowledge and ability that he had to just envelop people and create a situation where they could not get away from him and he wore them out. That's why Jake Paul offered the fight to Ben Askren when he did because he knew hey, this is a guy that I can use his name, I can use the fact that he was a champion in MMA and say that I beat him. There are factors in this. 
Jake Paul is younger by a lot. He is fast. He is a he's a decent boxer. Woodley in himself is an older fighter, no doubt about it, but he's got a good chin. Yes, Tyron got hurt in his last fight. But if you go back and you look at all the fights and you take a look at the fights where Tyron has lost, he's lost against quality opponents. So Tyron is an outstanding fighter. He's not a bad boxer, but he's not a boxer. And this is what I always look at is he fights stand-up like an MMA guy. He now needs to fight it like a boxer. There is a difference. There's a difference in style, and he needs to be in the gym and start to just work that style. In fact, I think his experience in fighting, I think that his, you know, the knowledge that he's gained, I think it gives him an advantage as far as the actual fight. I'm looking at it. It's an even fight, really. I think that T. Wood should win it, but could Jake Paul beat him? Yes. What T. Wood needs to do is he needs to put Jake Paul on his back foot. Jake Paul is a come-forward fighter when he can use length and he can extend out with his shots. He has power and he feels comfortable. Put him on his back foot, put pressure on him, make him have to back up in the fight. Things start to change. That that you know ability of what you were doing in the past, it all starts to go away. And Tyron has the ability to do exactly what I'm saying. He can put him on his back foot, he can put pressure on him, and he can put shots on him that slow him down, hurt him, and get him out of the fight. The problem that I see with that game plan, John, is that Tyrone has never been known for his conditioning. Like, he's someone that he can put the pace on you a little bit, but, like, he's someone that's kind of, like, let the fight come to him. He's countered off of that. He's used his wrestling, his his abilities to go ahead, and he's not a pressure-forward fighter. And if you're changing him now for one boxing match, that's going to be a problem. I'm not changing him for one boxing I... match. And this is this is my whole point. This is possibly the most important fight of Tyron Woodley's life. Absolutely. Okay, and the reason why is he wins this one, he gets a second one. It's yeah. in the contract that Jake Paul yeah. gets an automatic rematch. All right? And if he gets a second one, guess what, Josh? More money. Hello, brother. Yeah. So yeah. you want to make life-changing money? This is the fight. This is the one that you have got to do everything you can from from this date until August 28th. You will bust your ass and you will do everything to put yourself in a position where fatigue is not even part of the fucking question. Yeah, but John, you have to remember that I'm going to throw a total monkey wrench in this whole situation. Yeah. As much as you want to say, and we we're going to say like, oh, Jake Paul gets an automatic rematch. Let's just say the first one doesn't do the numbers that Showtime thinks it's going to do, they could wipe this whole thing clean and be like, nah, we're good. We're done with this. So as much as I know it sounds great, oh, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you can make I think I agree with you. It's T-Wood needs to win this fight, whether there's another fight or not. Like, just for yourself, you need to make sure you win this fucking fight. Like, you've got to put us. you got to put us for your mental sanity. Name. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, But and I think I think I, I'm not even going to say that. I think T Wood has definitely the high. It has the. It should be favored to him by not a little bit. I think by a lot, because the actual experience itself, in terms of just the rounds given over the years that T Wood's put in, I know maybe wrestling rounds, but it's still competitive rounds. Yeah, competitive rounds of being an still. athlete itself yep. at the yep. highest level. 
T. Wood's been there. And that's the thing I feel like, whereas Ben, sure, he's been there. He's been there in all stages of that, but he was never a stand-up guy. T. Wood's got knockouts on his record. I don't think Ben has any. But Zero. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, T. Wood's got knockout. He's got highlight reel knockouts of people as well. You know, and so he's got the power. I've trained with him. I've sparred with him. I've worked with him. He's he's fast. Even it, and I know people are like, oh, he's 39. I'm sorry, but he's still fast. He's 39 years old. He's still fast. He's still fast. He's still explosive. And if you go through his last four losses, he lost, he lost to Usman. Yep. He lost to Gilbert Burns. He Bobby. lost to Covington. And he lost Vicente. to Vicente Luque. Yeah. Those are four fights. All those guys are in the top five. Top seven. Yeah, like, seven. those guys are good. Like, I've seen other fighters in the UFC still there that have lost to lesser people. Come on. This guy's – like, in, in his fight with Vicente Luque, it was it was a good fight up until, you know, he got, got a little tired and, you know, and then he took some heavy shots. But he, he had some moments in that first round as well. But I'm saying that he has the ability still to finish this fight. He's I just don't want to change him. And that scares me a little bit is he needs to put Jake Paul on his back foot. But can he do it for eight rounds, though, John? That's Should. that's the thing. Boxing rounds are different than MMA rounds. I know because there's more wrestling. There's times where we can stall things out. Boxing, you can't really do that a whole lot. He's going to have to fight. He's going to have to keep his hands up. He's not somebody that has, because of all that muscle mass he has on his shoulders and his back and his chest and everything, he's going to tend to slow down probably around four and five. And that scares me a little bit. But I still think the experience should play through. And he should be able to, to win this fight. Well, I look at it this way. Tyron Woodley, no matter what it is, has gone 25 minutes fighting as a professional. Right now, you know, Jake has gone four minutes. It's a big yeah. difference. Big difference. You start getting into those, that, those later rounds and that time is there. When it's your first time, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. And yeah. so I, I just look at it. This is a fight. I give Jake Paul credit. Uh, you know, I'll tell him right now. Give you credit, man. You, you're fighting a real guy. You're fighting a guy that can hurt you. You're fighting a guy that can actually win the fight. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And I give, you know, Tyron credit. Hey, you know, good job of taking the fight. Now do what you're supposed to do to make sure that you yeah. win the fight. Yeah. All right, Deb. Uh, what else we got there, Dave? So next topic is um, Kobe. Dana came out and saying Kobe is definitely getting the next title shot against Usman. Good. It's been kind of like speculated, but here it is. Dana said it. Yeah, I mean, like if you pull if you pull up the rankings, I mean, who else is there for him to fight? And I know we've already seen this fight, but I mean, honestly, we it's kind of a win win situation. You get to either see Kobe emerge from you know being able to finally beat Usman, which I'm sorry, ain't happening. If you if you look at the two from he's their gonna first lose fight, a lot worse than the second one. Than exactly, yep. exactly. Not like Kobe has not gotten any better. Since before he fought, since they fought the first time, whereas Usman's gained, I, I mean, I can't even say how much he's gained. He's twenty percent better. Yeah, nah, he, uh, he, I would say at least twenty percent, yeah. to be honest, John. Hey, look, he was good before. Yeah, but he was more mainly mainly a wrestler. A wrestler. He's confident now on his feet, and he's got power. He's composed, and he's got power, and he throws straight. Yep. I think I think it's going to be worse. What do I? You know, I I, I don't even I don't even know if it's going to be like. I don't, I don't even know if Kobe's going to get out of the third round. Dude, that's the sort of guy. That's the round I said. By the I'd, third round, he, yeah. he's done. Yeah, I don't even know if he's going to get out of the third round. And look, and 
I like, I, and I know maybe a lot of you people don't, but I like his whole shtick he does. You know, and I've talked to Shab about him too. He's like, look, it's like you turn, it's like a, it's like the Chael Sonnen thing. Yeah, you turn the fucking lights on and it comes on, and you turn the lights off and they're a completely different person. Now, look, I've never met Colby, but like I've been told that that's kind of how Colby is. I mean, people are pissed off in the gyms that he's trained and the, the relationships he's burned and all that shit because he says some stupid ass shit. But um, at the end of the day, like, I mean, he's a good fighter. He's good, but I, I don't, I don't see, he hasn't gotten, he hasn't gotten better. That's the he hasn't difference. got, and that's the biggest thing is he hasn't gotten better. He's, he thinks he's going to still go out there and try and outpace Usman. We saw in the first fight that didn't work. You try to outpace him. You didn't, you didn't outpace, you didn't use any wrestling at all. The one thing that I will say is this. We've seen though with Usman, if with Gilbert Burns, if you make Usman wrestle, his standup is not as good. It slows down. Like the, uh, okay, it don't. It's I'll let it's you slowed go. down go. a little bit. Go, go. It slowed down a little bit to the point where he was hittable a little bit more. Okay, if you make him wrestle, the arms f- swell up. We, we they fill up a little bit with blood. The pace is not the same. The punches don't come out as fast and as reactive. Like your body's a little more fatigued. He's someone that's just built for wrestling, man. He's that's how he is, man. He's good. He's a grinder. He'll get on you. He'll push the pace. He's got that muscle. He's got those muscle fatigue muscles. Striking's different. When you get done wrestling and you get back to your feet, it's hard to keep those hands up. It's hard to throw the punches straight. It's hard to make sure that everything is on point. Defense is up while you're throwing your hook. And he's showing that that he's still I wouldn't say struggling with it, but he's still he's still working those kinks out of working on the feet. And I, he may get that all figured out by the time he fights Colby. Who knows? I mean, he's gotten so much better in the last two three fights. It's impressive, super impressive. And he doesn't seem like he's he doesn't even seem like he's reached his potential yet. No, he keeps getting That's better. That's how good he's gotten. He's yeah. getting better. Yep. And so when I when, and and I'm being a hundred percent honest, I think I don't think I don't, like I said I don't think Colby gets out of the third round. All right, I, I want you to do me a favor and tell me the difference between a danger factor of Gilbert Burns on the ground and Colby Covington on the ground. Yeah, way different. Huge way, difference. Yeah. And so if you're yes. Kamaru Usman, who has worked out with Durinho all these times and know how dangerous that he is in certain positions, even if you're in the top position, you're going, eh, I don't want to end up on the ground right now with him. I need a sweat to build up. I need us to get a little slippery. I do not want to go on the ground with that guy when we're dry. And so, yeah, that's going to affect your stand-up because you're going to be much more cautious with it. With Colby, I mean, there is the problem if he takes you down, he's got a very effective ground and pound. He puts a lot of pressure on you. He uses his wrestling effectively, but he doesn't have the wrestling to stop Camaro either. Camaro can out he can wrestle with Colby at least if not out wrestle Colby and so the danger factor between the two is completely different and that's going to open up Camaro's stand up against Colby comparative to what it was against Gilbert so I would agree with you but in the first fight we didn't see any wrestling I think there was only what one takedown or one or two or two takedown attempts between the two of them yeah it was pretty much a stand-up fight you know, and so I think if Colby was smart, that he would try to wrestle him more. Yeah. And try to, like, slow him down, at least on the feet. Because if you know if you're not going to get a finish on the ground, which I don't think he will. He won't get a finish on the ground. But he can make him work to the point where he controls the top position and makes Kamara work to get up. What you what people will need to remember is this. If you have someone who's really good at one area, they're not used to getting back up to their feet. 
Usman's probably not used to being on his back. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So then him having to worry about having to, how do I get up from underneath this person? And not only how do I get up, but how do I keep getting up? That's the other thing. And can Colby keep taking him down? I mean, realistically, like when they come down to the two of them being matched up in the wrestling part, they're probably even. Yeah. I'd say I'd probably give the advantage a little bit, like you said, to I would give it probably a little bit more to Usman. Yeah. But can he do it for five rounds? That's the thing. You know, can he can he out wrestle Colby for five rounds? When, Colby's when, got great when, conditioning. And so does Usman. When yes, have you seen Usman get tired? I haven't. That's my point. They match up so yeah, well. They're they're very yeah. similar in that area. As far as conditioning wise, they both can push a pace. As far as wrestling wise, they both have good wrestling. The real difference in their games is the stand up. One of yep. them's got power and one of them doesn't. That's a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. I think I think what happens is that and I was I was probably one of the culprits as well throughout my career, is I fell in love with the condition aspect of it so much because I knew I didn't have power that all I did was try to push the pace and push the pace. I think Colby's fallen into that where he just feels like he just has to keep pushing, keep pushing, he'll break you. But he's ran into somebody who can't be broken because he doesn't get tired. And not only does he not get tired, he can now wrestle with you as well. You guys are basically equals as wrestling, but now he's got better stand-up and he's got power. So if you don't keep getting him down, it's going to play on Colby's mind. And I said this after the the Masvidal fight. And I said I wouldn't do it anymore because I'm not going to do it right now either. Because I'm going to stop ruling this motherfucker out. I'm not (laughs) going to stop. I'm going to stop saying that Usman is going to lose because he's not going to lose. You know, um, this kid's he's He's a bad man. He's good. He's a bad man. That's the big thing. Like, you know how hard it is? Honestly, John, this is the biggest thing. He works his ass off. I love that about him. That's that's it. But here's the thing. He took what he he left everything in Florida to go train somewhere else, knowing he probably was gonna have to fight Gilbert Burns. You know how hard it is to go realizing you like this is where you kind of you enjoyed being. This is your team. And you left there because you knew that your goal was bigger than that. And he went there and did that with Trevor Whitman up there at elevation. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, this is a this is a man on a mission. This is someone who knows what his priorities are. This is somebody who knows that the focus is it's about to be the best. Is that that's all it is? Has nothing with like, oh, I'm gonna leave my friends. Oh, like, this is my gym. Like his feelings weren't hurt at all. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go over here, keep doing what still I'm doing. Still love you guys. Get better. But I'm gonna be over yeah, here. Still, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be over here getting better because I know I'm gonna have to fight you. Yeah. And that's it. I yeah. you cannot knock this guy. And honestly, I it's it's next level shit. Yep. People people don't realize how tough and hard that is to leave the facility that you were with, with all the people you were with that you feel comfortable with and you feel like helped get you to where you are. But now you got to leave because you have to fight one of your teammates because you both came up that way. And then he went and had success somewhere else. That's that's important. And so I got to stand. I got to put a lot of respect on this guy's name because that's that's very impressive. Yep. A lot. Very impressive. I agree. Uh, what else you got for us there, Dave? Last piece of news is um, Paulo Costa withdrawn from the fight with uh, Jared Cannonier, um, and Kelvin Gastelum set to uh, replace it. Yeah, there's a little bit of unhappiness in the paycheck there. Yeah, think I'm hearing. so. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he's he's not happy, man. Someone <laughs> put some bad sauce on someone's whopper. They're not yeah, happy. So a little upset right now. Said he didn't I mean, sign a contract. Why are you saying that we have a fight when I didn't sign a contract? He's uh look at Paulo. I have no problem with what he's doing. It's his it's his choice. 
It's just that it's a road that's been traveled before, and you need to be yep. smart about that road because you're going up against a very, very uh, big machine. And, you know, be smart about what you do. Yeah. What 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 was his last fight? Was it the Izzy fight? Yeah. He hasn't fought since. Yeah. You know what that means? That means that his contract extended for two or three more fights. So no, he didn't. Win, he didn't win it, so his contract no, no, no. Didn't get extended. I was told as soon as no, because my contract is if I fought for the title, it extended me for two to three more fights. Oh man! If I fought for the title, because they don't want their number one contenders or people yeah. in that ranking system to be bouncing out. So if you fought for the title, because in my contract it said it, mine was an extension of three fights. So if you fought for the title, it was an extension he might have of three, three fights more on fights. It, yeah. So he'll have. I don't know how many fights he has left, because it also it adds to whatever fights you had left. So if you sign like a two fight deal or a four fight deal, normally it's a four to six fight deal with the UFC. If you sign a four to six fight deal with them and they offered you the title shot a fight or two later, you still have those fights on top of the three more. Yep. So you're there for a while, buddy. You're there for at least seven, six more fights. Let's just say it's five fights. He still owes five fights. That is three years. <laughs> John, three years, bro. You ain't going nowhere. What are you doing? Just, just. Just sleep in the bed that you fucking made. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. I mean, I, I actually, I love watching this guy fight. I love it. He's fun. He's fun. I was there cage side when he fought, um, when he fought uh, Yoel Romero. It was great because DC fought the same night. Great fucking fight, man. Yeah, great was. fight. I was on my feet the whole damn fight. Great fight. Um, But his fight with Izzy didn't come out and perform. It wasn't a great fight. And now you're having fits. Here's the issue, though. Sometimes fighters... They got there and everything was great. They're company guys because they were, and then when they got there, they didn't achieve their goal. It's not good. They're like, they're, they're bitter. They're bitter about it all. And the, that's all I'm getting right now a little bit there, John. I'm getting a little bit of that, like, he's a little bitter, I think, because he's not the champion. He didn't win. He didn't beat Izzy. So, well, I look at it this way. And I know it's, I tell guys all the time. If you don't like the contract, don't sign the contract. But once you sign the contract, you put your name down on something. Fulfill the contract. And then if you want to move on, move on. But no one forced you to sign that damn contract. Okay? And if you weren't happy, don't sign it. You know, you signed it. Play it out. Do you, you know, if if your intention is to leave that organization, then go. that's great. Go ahead. You know, play it out, you know, and, and try to win all the fights that you can so your value goes up, 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 and you make more money when you leave. But yeah, you're in a position you can't win. You signed the contract. No one forced you to sign it. They have you for yeah. this many fights now. Do the fights. Then go and say, I want more money. Just the way it is. Yeah, it's... Uh, and I, he's and I, in a situation... I love Paulo. I think he's fun to watch in a situation he can't win no no absolutely not we've seen some of the best we've seen legends try and win this battle against the ufc and they exactly. had no such luck yep. and okay. lost and a I mean, lot like, of money trying and they lost exactly and that's the biggest thing is like just fight your fights man and if you guys don't want to sign like that's that's the other the thing that baffles me still by just just it throws me it just throws me fucking loopholes it, it drives me crazy these fighters why they why don't do not sign six, eight, and ten fight deals. 
Yeah. Don't do that. Unless your money is like they're looking a at it million, like it's a safety million, net. Yeah, dude. yeah, you've got to, you've got to, huh? They're looking at it like it's a safety net, and I tell them all the time, no. it's not a safety net. I want you to understand that contract that they signed you for eight fights. Yeah, you're saying, dude, I, dude, I, I'm secure. No, you're not. They can cut you. They can cut you before you fight one of them. They can you're cut you after you fight one NFL of them. NFL fucking players. <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's no, there's nothing there. What you're, what yeah. you're doing is you're not betting on you. Every time, like when you're a fighter, you got to bet on you. You know, every fight you're betting on you and you're betting on that. I'm going to win this fight and I'm going to be able to ask for more in my next contract because I'm winning these fights, you know, and when you don't have that mentality, you're probably not going to end up happy with the contract that you're in. You're going to be, it's going to be horrible. You're going to hate it. When you get to like, let's say you sign a, a six or eight fight deal and by fight three, they have you fighting guys in the top five. What the fuck are you going to do? You're stuck in this shitty ass contract. Yeah. Stop doing that to yourself. That's why you signed sign two, up. three, and maybe four fight contracts. Yeah, I would say a four fight deal is good. Yeah. Like you do four fights, you fight four fights, and the other thing as well. And I've, we, I was talking about this uh, a little bit with the Baez thing. Baez thing is like he's young, he's yeah. good, but let's not rush it to the top so fast. Let's slow it down. I'm just using him as an example, but like he reminds me of a young Charles Oliveira, and I'm simply saying like. You don't need to fight the best guys on your first and second contracts, guys. Like, get as many contracts in as you can because every time your contract goes up, you make more money. So start doing that. Get your wins. Fight all the easiest fights you can get. Don't say, oh, you know what? I want the title next. No, 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 no. You're still on that shitty-ass contract. Let's get out of that shitty contract first. Let's start making some money. When we start making money, let's start calling out the top five and eight guys and the ten guys. Let's keep fighting these low-level guys. Or... If you want to jump into that top, you know, eight and 10, you know, bracket or whatever it is, fight the one that you know. Like, hey, you know what? Start calling that guy because I know I can whoop that dude's ass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's guys in there that are stylistically do not match up well with you. You know it. So go ahead. Let's take that fight. Then once you win that fight, then like, you know, hey, you know what? I'm going to just lay back for a little bit. Try and take another fight. Not, not, don't take anybody in the top five or 10 until another one of those other fighters that come in this Dallas can match up for you and start talking shit to them online and then they'll match you up that way. Start using like John and I were talking about earlier, use your platform to build your brand by building your brand. Know who to call out stylistically. This guy matches up well with me. Yeah. Fuck that guy. I'm going to beat his ass. Okay. He's been fucking doing everything I've been working for that kind of shit. That Nate Diaz stuff, do that type of speech. That's what you got to do. Chael talks about it all the time. He gets so mad when he sees a guy in the cage after he fights. That's your chance to call somebody out you want to fight. Get a win. Pick the guy that you know you can beat up. Pick that guy. Yep. That means another win. Another win off your contract. That means you get to pick another one. Then take. pick another one. Yeah. Every time you get a win, you get that microphone in your hand. Pick the guy that you want to fight or the girl that you want to fight. <laughs> and be like, I'm going to whoop that chick's ass. I'm going to whoop her ass. I'm going to whoop that dude's ass. That's your opportunity to knock one of those fights off of your damn contract to make as much money as you can to get you into the next contract. Guys, do not waste these times. Build your brand. That's how you do it. All right, enough of me. Oh, hey. uh, Yeah, there's news. I got news. What's the news? Ariel Hawani is out at ESPN. That's good. Is that good news? I don't know. 
I mean, he said I, he has. It, he said he has good news to. Well, yeah, yeah. Go I mean, he's got. Like, I, I, I wish Ariel here. nothing, you know, nothing but good. But I wonder what happened. Do happens, you, John? What do you? Come on, man. We'll have a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of fun with some people, but. I mean, what happens? What happens with Ariel and the bad guy? What happens with Chael and his show? And then what happens with Ariel and DC? DC? Yeah, I mean, those I mean, are ESPN you know shows, it, aren't they? It would be fun if you put DC and Chael together. Holy <laughs> it shit! shit. Show. It would be a shit show, that but would, it would be fun. It would be fun. I, it would be a fun. It show. It would be Honestly, a bullshit I mean, session that would, would never end. It would be great, though. I would. <laughs> I would tune into that. I would. I would tune into that. Um. Did he say why? I, I, he said he's got news coming out. I think um, that he's he said that he, he, goes, his... he goes he, he's from what I'd heard. They it's not like they let him go. They actually offered him a contract and he turned it down because he had other opportunities coming up, and he's going to explore those opportunities. So it's his it's his choice. It's his uh, call. So best of luck to him. I was just wondering how, what's going to happen with those shows. How happy do you think uh, Dana White is? Pretty pretty goddamn <laughs> <It's> happy. Like... <laughs> He's like, because he tried to get him fired. He tried oh, to get him canned when he when they first joined with the UFC first joined. Yeah, he's got to go. And they're like, ESPN stood yeah. up and said, nope. Well, good job by he's ESPN standing. to stand up and say Yeah, that. very true. Yeah. Very true. Um, I like that. Let, right. let them know right off the bat you're not dictating what we do and who that's we have right. on our staff, which is, yep. that's very impressive. Um, I, I mean, like, not I don't the, have Not that Dana though. is vindictive in any fashion no. at all. <laughs> I don't. I don't have anything against Ariel. Ariel and I have had our own little beefs here and there, back and forth. But um, but overall, I mean, you know, like I'm just the podcast guy. So what do I know, right, Ariel? So, but hey, whatever he is doing, though, I want to just uh, I'm, hey, I wish you nothing best but of luck. the best, brother. Exactly. Best of luck. Yeah. Best of I because I always do like to. Even when stick I see that my person, little bit of that. Oh, I, one I jab poke him. <laughs> I got to give him a hard time, man. Like, come on, bro. Look at you. Like you. I remember him coming to the AK begging for interviews. I mean, like that's how long ago it was. I mean, now look where he's at. I, I, I'm happy for his success. You know, I mean, he's, you know, it's, it's a little, you know, he, he, he has ways to get under fighter skins and like the way he talks, you know, and stuff. But it's, but I understand though too. He is, he's good at his job. You can't knock him. I can't knock him. He's good at his job. Yep. So I wish him nothing but the best. Whatever it is he doing moving forward. But uh, it must have been something very important. Because if you're turning down another extended contract with ESPN and you're going somewhere else to do something else, hey, I wish you nothing but the best, my man. That's it. What else you got there, Dave? Are you all done? That's man. it for news. God, I'm like, my whole face is about to explode. Allergies. I am puffy. Like, how's your ribs, by the way? They're feeling so goddamn good. Yeah. A little not bit really. better, though, at all? Yeah, they're better. Yeah, I, dude, I have not, not better. Don't I, use they are they are not better. They, they are better, dude. Get better they're in not like clicking anymore. I can tell you that. I take a deep breath. Ribs they don't, don't, they don't get go, better in a week. They, <laughs> I am a miracle child. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Let me see your Flintstone feet. Oh, dude, my feet are still my, my whole dude. The whole left side of my body is still swollen. I got uh, a I got a black and blue streak going down from my hip down my leg. It's beautiful. You know. I I want everyone to know that I am absolutely starting the new sport of the century, earth diving. I yep. right now consider myself the heavyweight world champion. Okay, <laughs> heavyweight it starts at 250 and goes up. So we do have other weight classes. We have light heavyweight from 250 down to 225, cruiserweight 225 to 200. So where there's a lot of weight classes, a lot of availabilities, 
start to send your films in and things that you put in your hands, such as pitchforks, chainsaws, those things, those add to the level of difficulty, your score will increase. Yeah. How can you really call it? Was it earth diving? Earth diving. How do you call it diving? Well, you really can't go head first. You can't go head first. That's live, against the rules. And to talk, yeah, it's against the rules. So, against the rules, uh, go yeah, ahead We got to come up with a different name. <laughs> yeah, we got to call it something. Earth something. It's got to be earth something, right? Yeah. 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 But something with that. I think it, I think you up the stakes a little bit by you know you gotta have them do it with a pitchfork in their hand or yeah you know an act, it, I, yeah like a chainsaw that's on. <laughs> so like Mine that. was on. It's actually, no, where it's really spinning. No, <laughs> mine <laughs> was like, spinning. Oh man, uh, horrible man, horrible pitchfork. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, maybe like some Ginsu knives. Maybe know, a what, what, are, what are the sam- samurai swords? Yeah, well, no one wants those. a samurai. You know, don't wreck a samurai. Oh, no. You get two of them. You get one in each hand. Anyways. Yeah, you can do a machete in each hand. One of them's got to impale you. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Earth diving. Earth diving. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll bring you the newest sport, earth diving. Thank you very much. Um, okay. Well, hey, guys. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. Sorry we waited till Sunday. Uh, it wasn't worth it. Nope, it was not. But, but go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Wayne in, and we have some new limited edition shirts up for you guys. Independence Day for the 4th of July. You guys check them out. They come in blue. They come in red. They come in white. Dave did a great design now on this one as well. So pick those ones up if you can. Use the promo code. Is it still and still? Yep. And still. Yep. It is still. Sir. The promo code is still and still. Uh, some some great new shirts that are up as well. So check those out. Our new Independence Day uh, shirts. So other than that, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button down below. Go to our iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, all those platforms as well in our audio platforms and hit the subscribe button there as well. I want to thank you guys for being loyal fans. You guys have been amazing. We hit the 100,000 uh, mark and we are very thankful for all of you. Hopefully you guys enjoy this show. And John, what you got? Last thing is, again, I apologize for our indiscretion <laughs> in making a bad call and waiting until after the Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather, fight to do our podcast. Uh, Ow. Ow. I see ribs. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. It was a mistake. (laughs) So was that cough. Ow. Oh, man. For the rest of you out there, thanks for listening in, and we will see you.